This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question, or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can speak or talk even to Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Nathan Hirsch, founder and CEO of FreeUp. Nathan, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm very well. Did I say your surname correctly? Yeah, you did. It's Hirsch. Hirsch. Fantastic. So tell us about yourself and tell us about FreeUp. Yeah, so I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I mean, my parents were both teachers growing up and I always fought back. I didn't want to go to college and get a real job and work for 40 years and retire. So when I got to college, I really looked at it as a ticking clock. I had four years to create my own business, my own way of life. And I got to work hustling. I started a textbook business competing against my school bookstore. I started a referral program, had that blow up to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my school to knock it (laughs) off because I was taking up too much of their business. And from there, I learned about Amazon and selling books. And Amazon was transitioning into other products. This was back in 2008, 2009. No one knew what Amazon was going to become. So I started experimenting with DVDs, computer games, sporting equipment, stuff that a normal college guy likes. And I just failed over and over and over. And it wasn't until I branched out of my comfort zone and found the baby product industry that my business just took off. So if you can imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling millions of dollars of baby products online, (laughs) that was me. And as I was going this business, I had to start paying taxes. So I met with an accountant. And one of the first questions he asked me was, when are you going to hire your first person? And I kind of shrugged him off. Like, why would I do that? I, I have to train them. They're not going to do as good job as me. They're going to steal my ideas. And he just laughed in my face and said, you're going to figure out this lesson on your own. Well, sure enough, my first busy season comes around. I get crushed. I'm working 20 hours a day. My social life's gone. My grades plummet. And I realized I have to start hiring people. And who is going to work for me? I was a 20-year-old college guy. College kids were unreliable. No 30-year-old wanted to work for me. So I got thrown into the remote hiring world. And that's how I got familiar with the space, the Upworks and the Fivers. And I thought, hey, I can build my own marketplace that's better, that's faster, that has better customer service, that has a no turnover guarantee if people quit. So that's why why three years ago I created FreeUp, a marketplace for pre-vetted freelancers. So that's how I went from a broke college kid to starting two companies. That's fantastic. I mean, you mentioned there about the that strange dilemma that a lot of entrepreneurs have when they first start. They sort of, do I sort of carry on on my own or do I try and hire we'll come on to that in a second but just let's just um uh focus on free up at the moment what makes free up different from other hiring platforms yeah so what i didn't like about the other platforms is you post a job you get 50 people to apply you interview them one by one and it just took forever and you never knew what you were going to get and even if you find someone good if they quit on you you're right back where you started interviewing all these people again yeah so what i did is i created a platform where we get 
thousands of applicants every week. We vet them not just for skill, but for attitude and communication as well. Yeah. Take the top 1%, let them in, and then make them available to our clients quickly, rapid fire, whenever they need them. On the back end, we have 24-7 support in case they have even the smallest issue or need. And then we also added a no turnover guarantee where if someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get you a new person right away so you know you're always protected. So that's kind of how we're different, the pre-vetting, the speed, the customer service, and the protection. Yeah. These freelancers that you work with, are they just in the U.S. or are they from sort of outside of the U.S. as well? So we're about 40% U.S., 40% Philippines, and 20% scattered. Wow. And what's the business model? I mean, how does it sort of help business owners? Yeah, so people can create a free account. And if you mention this podcast, you get a $25 credit to sign up. And it's free to sign up, monthly fee, no minimums, no obligation. You can stop using us at any time. It's in our best interest to get you people you actually like. Mm -hmm. And whenever you need a freelancer, you click request a freelancer. It'll ask you some questions so we know exactly what you want. US, non-US, agency, price point, hours per week, fixed price, whatever it is. You put it in there. We introduce you to someone within a business day, usually faster. You can meet with them, make sure you like them. If you do, click hire. If you don't, click pass and provide us feedback, and we'll get you someone else based on that feedback. And then after that, our billing periods are Wednesday to Tuesday. We charge you every Thursday, and you have a week to dispute anything before we pay the freelancer the next Thursday. So it's pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah. You mentioned a vetting process. How does that work? Yeah, so we vet people for not just skill, but attitude and communication as well. So when we're talking about skill, we don't need everyone to be a 10 out of 10, right? There are people that are 3 out of 10, 5 out of 10, but what's important is that they're honest about what they can and cannot do, and they're priced accordingly. So for skill, we have different skill tests depending on what they're looking to apply for. For attitude and communication, it's the same across the board. We do one-on-one interviews. We look for people who are passionate, who care about their clients, who want to be part of a community, who don't get aggressive the second something doesn't go their way. Mm. And then on the back end, the communication is so important when you're dealing with remote people. We have 15 pages of communication best practices that they have to memorize and get, get tested. Now, I want to go on to – because we've got a lot of people or a lot of businesses that listen to this podcast that um, – they're quite small and they might be at that stage where they're kind of thinking, should I outsource? In your opinion, when is the right time to start sort of hiring, sort of outsourcing for your business? So I look at hiring as two different places that you should be when to start hiring. So the first place is when you're stuck in the day-to-day operations of the business and you're not spending enough time on the expansion, the sales, the marketing, the getting new revenue streams. So you're stuck in the day-to-day operations and you have to figure out how do I get my time back? How do I get an extra five hours every day, 20 hours every week, whatever it is. So for those people, you're thinking about outsourcing, hire people non-US that will follow your systems, your processes, and that's a great time to start. On the flip side is when you find yourself doing things you're not good at outside of your core competency. Maybe you're doing the graphic design, you're doing the writing, you're doing the marketing. So for these, you wanna hire specialists or experts to come in and take these projects off your plate or execute things at a high level because I could spend the next six months learning how to be a Facebook ad expert, but that's not a good use of my time. I want to get someone else to do that so that I can focus on what I'm good at. I mean, you mentioned there about uh, when you find yourself doing things you're not very good at, and I was that sort of answers the next thing, next thing I was going to ask, which was sort of how do you decide uh, what to sort of outsource first, what to sort of take off your plate first? 
Yeah, so I like to make a list of everything I do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis and order it from easiest to hardest. And every week I'm trying to chip away and get some things off my list. Also, once a quarter, I go through with my business partner and we sit down and we say, hey, we're not good at this. And we're brutally honest and we try to identify what we're bad at. And that can be a very humbling experience, having someone that you work with say, hey, you're not a good writer or, hey, you're not good at running our Instagram. But by doing those self-reflections, you're able to identify weaknesses and hire people to turn those weaknesses into strengths. And it must be quite interesting, actually, when you hire people in because you've got your own sort of culture, haven't you, in your own business. And what's communication like with freelancers? What, what sort of, what's the best way to communicate with freelancers that you bring into your business? Yeah, so I keep it very simple. I know a lot of my clients that they make it complex. They use Slack, Asana, all these different tools. I use email for stuff that I expect them to respond within a business day. I use Skype for more direct communication. I use WhatsApp and Viber for international people or phone call if they're US. Mm. And then I, for developers, I use a software called Jira or Jira um, that is like a Trello, but more for developers that keeps them very organized. And I use Trello for my own project. So some basic free tools can help you manage a pretty large amount of freelancers. I mean, I have 40 people on my quote unquote team um, that are remote that I manage just by those free softwares. And that kind of brings me on to the next question, because you mentioned there about, I don't know, Trello boards and Jira and sort of various Kanban-like setups. And I was wondering, should you sort of um, hire one freelancer for everything or sort of should you go for sort of multiple freelancers for each task? So I try to diversify as much as possible within reason. And and what I mean by that is if you're going to hire a 40-hour-a-week customer service rep and you can only afford one, you might want to hire two for 20. What if someone gets sick? No one can work seven days a week. You want to be smart about it. And you don't want to put yourself in a situation where if someone quits, it takes you forever to replace them. I mean – I had in my first business, I made the mistake of hiring a a manager that I just taught to do everything, orders, customer service, and listen, he quit on me while I was on vacation and I had to start all over again. So you definitely want to diversify, but you have to be smart about it too. If you're getting two emails a day, you don't have to hire three people to protect yourself. It sounds to me like that's a sort of scenario where you're 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 like sort of recreating yourself, but in a in a freelancer. I suppose yeah. that the the focus. I'm guessing you have to maintain focus and sort of. I suppose it, the idea is there that it frees you up to sort of focus on the important things, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a balancing act. I like to hire people that are like me, and I also like to hire people that are complete opposite to me. They can bring stuff to the table that I would never be able to do. Now, I'm interested in the the sort of freelance slash gig economy, and it's something that's been hitting the news quite a lot. I don't know in the States, but certainly over here in the UK, for for various good and bad reasons. In your opinion, um, Nathan, what are the sort of advantages of hiring freelancers over employees? Yeah, I mean, it gives you a lot of flexibility as a business owner. You can hire someone for a project, for you can build a Rolodex of freelancers that you can rely on. I mean, we have agencies who will find three or four writers, four or five graphic designers, and as project comes up, they can go to different people rather than just keeping them on 40 hours a week when they don't need them. It gives you access to talent from all over the world. I mean, before when I had an office, I was limited to the town and the people, the towns around me. Now I get access to the Philippines, to the UK, to all this different talent at different price points with different availability. And it can be overwhelming as a business owner. And there might be some roles where you really do want them in-house. But for a lot of it, 
if you're creative and you're willing to learn and adjust to the gig economy, it can give you a lot of flexibility and a competitive advantage over your competition. Yeah. And do you think there are certain types of business that benefit more than others, perhaps, from this sort of idea of, of hiring freelancers? I mean, we've seen e-commerce companies and marketing agencies as the two biggest things, only because they tend to be remote or or just have a lot of flexibility. They tend to work 24-7. But I also work with dental offices and real estate agents and hotels that will have plenty of internal staff, but they'll hire remote freelancers to do marketing, to run their social media, to do graphic design projects and create their logo. So you you can be a brick and mortar store and have a physical office and still utilize the gig economy. Mm. And for what about really, really sort of startup businesses that are literally sort of bootstrapping themselves? Do you think hiring, they should be hiring freelancers at an early stage? Yeah, I think it gives you a lot of flexibility. I mean, you can hire a virtual assistant in the Philippines for 10 hours a week just to help you get some time back. You can mm. hire someone for a one-time project if you don't have a huge budget. You get uh, access to a lot of different price points and different talent. And compete against all the big businesses in your town for all that same talent can be very intimidating. So I think it gives you a huge advantage as a business owner. And when else in history could you start a business with $500 with $1,000 and be able to hire people pretty quickly. Yeah, we've probably got a few uh, budding entrepreneurs listening to this now. What what tips would you give to new entrepreneurs? What, what lessons have you witnessed? Yeah, I would say to focus on low risk, high reward situations when you're hiring. I mean, not everything that every guru says works for your business. You're going to have trial and error. You're going to have to invest money into people, into processes, into ideas. And some are going to work out. Some are not going to work out. But if you keep focusing on low risk, high reward situations, keep learning from past hires, then different great things are going to happen with your business. Well, Nathan, thanks so much for, for joining us. What uh, Tell us about how our listeners can find out more about you and more about uh, FreeUp. Yeah, so go to FreeUp.com with three E's. My calendar is right at the top. You can book a free meeting with me. I'd love to talk to you about your business and your hiring needs. Um, you can go right on the site, like I said, create a free account, get a $25 credit, mention this podcast, and also join our Facebook group, the Online Hiring Mastermind. Nathan, thanks so much. And thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are on the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That would be great. Questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. And don't forget, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. Well, that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Nathan. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks, Nathan. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.